from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mother. Darn tootin'. Yeah, darn tootin', bud. Had a whole little, I had a mic issue, man. You made a crackle. Yeah, like, this thing is it's all set up for Lothos earlier this week. And <laughs> Watch yourself. Like, and then, like, it also threw me, because we came down here and I didn't have to, like, kick Matt and Carlos out after Soundwave <laughs> and then fix whatever the hell Matt did to my board, so. Yeah. It's just this whole thing, man. Like, whew. All right. Uh, wow, we are, this is episode 78. 78. Of the 80 Style Challenge. Two That's more right. this, is, this. This, is, this is Style 80. Well... Two more where we go over styles. A few more where we're gonna be be doing some tasting. Right, but but two two more like recipe creation. Two shows. more officially yeah, in the thing of the eighty styles. Yeah. Uh, so you guys make sure you uh, kind of hold on for this uh, during the eightieth episode. Uh, it'll be kind of an extended episode where we'll be uh, you know cracking a bottle or two of uh, something special we've been holding on to specifically for this uh, for that occasion and. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of just talking about what we've learned over the past 80 weeks. Yeah. Like, and yeah, it's, it's going to be a really interesting conversation. I'm really excited to have it. It's yeah. It's going to be, be a fun. fun episode. Yeah. So guys, make sure you stick around for that because that'll be nifty. Yeah. Look forward to that. Yeah. But that is still two weeks away and we still have a lot of work to do. So Rick, man, what have yeah. you been up to beer related lately? Uh, not a whole lot, but I did try some new brews. Uh, gosh, Black Husky Brewing. That's whoa, that sounds, whoa, that's a new one, not me. I think that's correct. It's from the Madison area. Let me check. Um, yeah, Milwaukee. Um, so I'd never heard of it either, and my roommate came home, uh, Brian, and I guess he went. He's he's uh preparing to deploy and stuff in the army. And they did some sort of training down that way, I guess. I'm not sure. But uh, he came back with, like, a few bombers from that place. And they had this one uh, spruce that's spelled, like, S-P-R-O-O-S-E. Like the spruce goose. Yeah. It's spruce something from them, um, which was in, like, a a, a West Coast IPA. No. No. That would make sense. It would? Well, I yeah. mean, if, if they're going after, like, the spruce goose. Right, yeah. It's it's West Coast, like, with the resiny, piney flavor. Um, so I tried that. It was super good, actually. I was very impressed with it. Um, especially at a time when I, my palate's so used to, like, citrus flavors. Yeah. And, uh... Speaking of citrus flavors, I forgot I had this beer over here. <laughs> it was a surprisingly good thing, um... For a brewery I'd never heard of. So that was cool. We tried another um, beer from them that was a porter. I can't exactly remember what that was all about. And it was pretty good. Like, that one was more average than the other one. It impressed me less. So here's the uh, here's the thing on the spruce. Uh, on the spruce. Um, reminiscent of the essence of pine wafting in the breeze as you stroll through the forest on a cool, crisp winter's evening. What? Really? Lothar, the biter, 
would sooner, well, bite you than listen to you extol the virtues of the pine forest. This black husky innovation is not so subtle, and it's not meant to be. Brewed with locally harvested spruce tips and tracking in at 106 IBUs, this aggressive double IPA won't leave you wondering if you caught a whiff of pine. Rather, you'll know you bulldozed through the forest and came out the other side, the dark side, the black husky side. (laughs) I don't think I ever read the description on the bottle. That's super funny. Yeah. That's a good description. Um, yeah, I think that was accurate. I mean, it was very... Their labels are delightful. Yeah, they have good labels. They are just terrible Photoshop of a dog in front of a thing. Yeah, like, yeah, they're pretty bad. And they're like this one is like two cows and a dog in front of a thing. Yep. Like, I love it. I Absolutely like it love it. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I was a fan of their logos and stuff. Yeah, it's a brewery I'd never heard of, so I tried those out. That was pretty cool. Um, it's pretty much the only thing I did, but... I found a double IPA I like quite a bit. That was pretty tasty. Dope. I was uh, not sad about it. What What about you, Casey? So beer related for me, uh, it's kind of been same old, same old. Like, been kind of keeping her a little, little close to home, hitting the old haunts. You know, just kind mm-hmm. of doing the trifecta of uh, hop and barrel, <clears throat> pitchfork and uh, swinging bridge. Right. A lot of swinging bridge lately just because it's within bicycle distance. Like, just (laughs) toodle on down. We went down there uh, Wednesday. I had the day off, and uh, so did Carlos. So we got hit with it. I brewed in the morning in a a Goram storm. Yeah, it was a a big storm that rolled in. Yeah. (laughs) Turned real dark all of a sudden. There was funnel clouds and shit. (laughs) Like, oh, okay. And then, uh, yeah, then, like, that passed. And so then uh, Carlos and I toodled down uh, with our bikes and... Uh, basically sat in bars and breweries for the rest of the day. Nice. It was real nice. Sounds like a good day. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty great. The only the only thing that put a damper on it is we were checking uh, Facebook to see what, what restaurants were open. Mm-hmm. Because we wanted food. Right. And we're like, oh, we're like, because at this point we're too drunk to cook. <laughs> we can barely make it home on our bicycles, but we're not going to like try to use knives and heat. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So uh, we're like, all right, we just need to like order a pizza or something. So we're like looking and we're like, oh, yeah, Carboni's is open. This is amazing. This is going to be the greatest thing in the world. I'm going to get myself some pizza. It's going to be pretty great. Because <laughs> I was really uh, looking for some pizza fries is what I really wanted. You yeah. know, like just carbs and cheesy goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hit, uh, hit a little snag. Because yeah. on Facebook, they said they were open all day. Yeah. And then we called, and they were closed. Oh. Yeah. That's uh, rude. That's what I said, <laughs> with a few more words thrown in there, <laughs> and a little bit of a rant, because, well, that's what I do. I rant. Yeah. It's, it's, that's my one skill set. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, so well, we had to get Pizza Hut. No, we got Domino's, because Pizza Hut was closed. Ugh. Yeah. What a hassle. Well, and even eating, and I'm like, I regret this so much, but I can't stop. <laughs> we've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah, we've been there. Uh, but yeah, no, beer, uh, like specifically beer-wise, uh, there was the brew, uh, and then had the peanut butter porter. Yeah, peanut butter porter from uh, Swinging Bridge. Yeah. Pretty good. Really enjoyed that. Was it good? Um, and yeah, I don't know, like, then just kind of drank, like, 
it was it was really hot and I just kind of wanted some like lighter stuff so I kept going for like the cream ales and uh you know like the lagers and stuff like that good 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 it's kind of that time of year good call yeah all right man that sounds good yeah yeah. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm not a trash person. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't buy a case of Corona. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, oh, I did. Uh, any of you guys, you need cooks out there who happen to have a sous vide. Mm. You, uh, you throw the brats in the bag, right? Yep. Uh, with a can of beer. And you sous vide it for like an hour, maybe two. So like mm-hmm. they're pre-cooked, but like they've just been like absorbing all that beery goodness. And you don't end up with like the weird caramelization you get if you boil them in beer. Right. And I don't know, man. Those brats were really good. That You had one. Yeah, they were really good brats. Those were incredible. Yeah, they were super tasty. Had a I really good a like beer flavor all the way through. Yeah. And they were super juicy. Yeah, I highly recommend that, that plan. Yeah, so like 140... For, like, at least an hour. Maybe two. What I did is, like, I started brewing. So they were in there probably, like, four hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, like, I started brewing, and I just threw the brats in. And I'm like, yeah. And then by the time I was done brewing, I could just throw them on the grill real quick, and mm-hmm. we could eat. Yeah, and we did, and they were good. They were very good. All right. Uh, what's next on our list? we got to talk about a beer, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm yes. pretty excited about this one. We've got one that we... Uh... Yeah, we are going to be talking about our ESC American Stout. American Stout. Making sure everything's happy and hunky-dory here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't remember, uh, this stout, uh, the grist was 10 pounds of two-row, one pound of Crystal 60, half a pound of coffee malt, half a pound of U.S. chocolate malt, and 0.25 pounds of black malt. Hops in this, uh, we used an ounce of Magnum at 60 minutes, just for that good, clean bitterness. Um, And then an ounce of Cascade at 30 minutes. Cascade. uh, To get us just a little bit more complexity, uh, some of those piney, resiny characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we fermented with 1056. Of course we did. All right. Uh, Those of you on the beer cam, you guys can see uh, we've had this beer sitting here the entire time we've been talking now. Uh, Probably a few minutes before that, so about 15 minutes now. Yeah. And she's still got some head on her. She does. Uh, she started with a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. As, uh, uh, if you're looking at the beer cam, you can't see any light through it. No. Uh, we'll get Fun to fact. that a little bit more in appearance here. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, overall impression, what we're looking for is a fairly strong, uh, highly roasted, bitter, hoppy, dark stout. I just realized I forgot to say the ABV and all that on this. Uh, this is 6%. Okay. Um, uh, we had an OG of 1062 uh, finishing out about 10.15. Nice. So giving us right in like 6.1, 6.2 range. Like it. Yep. All right. So has the body and dark flavors typical of stouts with a more aggressive American hop character and bitterness. All right. Some of our aroma. Uh, moderate to strong aroma of roasted malts, often having a roasted coffee or dark chocolate quality. Burnt or charcoal aromas are acceptable at low levels. Medium to very low hop aroma, often with a citrusy or resiny character. Medium to no esters, light alcohol-derived aromatics are optional. I figured out what it was. What was it? So uh, I was worried about doing this stout because I thought it was infected. Mm-hmm. We were going to do it on the show even even if it was. 
right. but like we were gonna hold it for a later show when we didn't have another good beer to try. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I figured out what it is. It's the acidity of the roast and like the coffee, the coffee malt. Yeah, like that acidity combined with uh, like the hops. Is like, that what's doing? I, I I think that's what that's what kind of triggered that like. I got like a little tartness in here, like a yeah. little. Uh, so it's because as it like warms up, I can separate the flavors, the, like acidity type of thing is what was tricking your nose. Well, and I've been thinking about sour so much lately yeah. that. Yeah, so I get. I guess I, I could see that it does smell like somewhat acidic. Yeah, I get big roast characters, big chocolate, um, and then just like a good like piney resiny character. Yeah. Yeah, there's it definitely plays well. I mean, there's like that nice roasted like mocha flavor or aroma, and then some of that little hop dance in there. Yeah, some pininess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about some appearance. I think. Well, well, uh, first of all, I think we obviously hit the aroma. Oh yeah, no, I think we hit the uh-huh. aroma too. Yeah, no esters, no alcohol, aromatics or anything. So, yeah, let's run at appearance then. All right, appearance is, oh, me. Generally a jet black color, although some may uh, appear very dark brown. Large, persistent head of light tan to light brown in color, usually opaque. It, yeah, anyone who could see the beer cam, it's like 100% opaque and just black and no light got through it at all. No, not at all. It is black, black, black. It's beer light. Dark, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. It's black. One hundred percent. All right. All right. Uh, so we hit that because that just describes this beer to a T. Let's talk about some flavor. Flavor. Moderate to high roasted malt flavors, often tasting of coffee, roasted coffee beans, dark or bittersweet chocolate. May have the flavor of slightly burnt coffee grounds, but this character should not be prominent. Low to medium malt sweetness, often with rich chocolate or caramel flavors. Medium to high bitterness. Low to high hop flavor, generally citrusy or resiny. Low to no esters. Medium to dry finish, occasionally with a lightly burnt quality. Alcohol flavors can be present up to medium levels, but smooth. Let me give this a three sip. Hmm. We got coffee. Chocolate. There's a little tang on the back end that I can't quite place. Maybe like a little piney resininess. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's resin. Yeah. Right on the back end there. Yeah. It's uh like definitely pine resin. Right in there on the back end. Yeah, that uh, that cascade is really throwing me. Like, I don't expect it. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, an American stout. Yeah, yeah, I just want something <laughs> good, roasty all the way through. Oh, oh, there's a sweetness here that does not belong, but I like it. It is delightful. Yeah, like a weird hop-derived like sweetness. Yeah. yeah, it definitely throws your taste buds. It's just like, because it's like coffee, dark chocolate, pine? Well, okay. <laughs> but it we'll deal with it, I guess. But it's weird because it's very different from anything I've tried before, but it works. Yeah, it really does. 
It's interesting. Yeah, no caramel, but like there's like this really good like baker's chocolate bitterness yeah, to it. It's definitely like dark, dark chocolate and coffee, like some coffee flavor in there. Um, I can actually see a little bit of that even like slightly burnt coffee ground notes yeah. in there too, which doesn't. That's not a good thing in if you were to have coffee that tasted like that. But somehow for this beer, it's good. Now, see, like, slightly burnt coffee makes me think of, like, cowboy coffee. Like, so yeah. then I immediately start thinking of, you know, backwoods, backpacking. Yeah, it, this, like, this beer tastes rustic. Yeah. <laughs> it's rustic af. Yeah. It tastes like a rustic Was this beer. the beer that we called hashtag America? I don't know. Or is that the American Strong? That was the American Strong. <laughs> Do you remember that episode? No. What we we were both hammered. Oh, uh, well, hammered is not the right word. We were both buzzed up. Well, mildly inebriated. Yeah, might be the right. Moderately and we inebriated. We named it hashtag America. Yeah, I remember doing that. I don't remember why. Because uh, everything was super American about that beer. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I remember doing that. Now that you've mentioned that, I remember <laughs> being like, this has got America. Anyway, right. um, no, this definitely tastes like rustic backwoods. It's got pine resin and, like, coffee. This tastes like camping. It does. It tastes like camping up north. It does, in a, in a very good way. Yep. Oh, uh, pro tip for any of you guys coming to visit the uh, the upper Midwest. It's not up north. It's up north. Yeah, up north. We're going up north. <laughs> I can fit in just like a local. You can there head, you go. You can head north of Highway 8 and just be good to go. Just oh remember that Spooner blows. Or Spooner blows. Spooner blows. <laughs> and Hayward sucks. Yeah, but but more more Spooner blows. <laughs> ah, so sad that they painted over that bridge. It's going to come back. Ah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Local jokes get us local work. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, mouthfeel. We can dive into this a little bit. We got some medium to full body. Can be somewhat creamy, particularly if a small amount of oats has been used to enhance the mouthfeel. Can have a bit of roast-derived disturgency, but this character should not be excessive. Medium high to high carbonation, light to moderately strong alcohol warmth, but smooth and not excessively hot. I would say this is highly carbonated. I thought I overcarbed this, but apparently not. Yeah. I, I was surprised that it should be medium high to high. Um, it was definitely so apparently we're just on the nuts with that. Yeah, it had high carbonation. Um, I would say medium full body. Yeah, uh, the the carbonation takes a little. The mouthfeel is a little creamy, and I really like that. Yeah, um, it has this like I don't know. It's almost like a milk chocolate finish, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, like if you have like a I, I know you don't like chocolate, but our listeners like if you have like a. You know, like a square of Hershey's or like mm-hmm. like a Hershey's Kiss or something, and you suck on it a little bit, and you get that like coating on your tongue. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm not a fan of chocolate, but that's eating it. Like in my beer, I like it. Yeah. So I mean, where do you get, fall on hot cocoa? Huh? Where do you fall on hot cocoa? I'm not. I'm not a big fan. Okay. I'm just just curious. Yeah. No, I didn't know. I'm just not a big fan. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, if it's in beer. It might be like, I don't know what it is, to be honest, but when it mixes with hops, it tastes good. 
Well, most things when they mix with... Well, that's not true. Yeah, no, that's not true. But I don't know. For some reason, when it's in my beer, I like it. But otherwise, I don't like anything chocolatey. All right. I don't know. I'm weird. But that's that. What's up? Uh, I was just... I'm... I got a lot of things going on in my head right now. I'm trying to think ahead in the show, and I'm like, eh. All right, are you okay? No. <laughs> no, I'm not, Rick. Like, like... We have to move on to this. I know, but I'm like, I feel like I should have chilled a different one instead of that one. What? Because I think I have the, the 15 or the 16 back there. 17 would be fine. I know. This will be fine. Well, Actually, it's, it's too late now. I think the seventeen still. I know it is. That's oh, that, and that's why I didn't say anything. But I had that look <laughs> on my face, and I was just like, eh. uh, "All right, so yeah, so we're going to dive in." Oh, uh, thumbs up on everything, right? Yeah, hit, I, hit it's screen checked. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it it's not uh, bad like you were concerned. No, I, it's not. It's not, and I'm very glad about that. Me too. All right, so. Uh, for our specialty wood-aged beer, uh, which is style 33B, which we're going to be talking about next, uh, we have one of the commercial examples. Uh, if you want to talk about that for a second while I kind of pull some stuff up here. Yeah, so we have the uh, highly acclaimed KBS from Founders. Uh, it's Kentucky Breakfast Out? It's some, something like Kentucky that. Kentucky Breakfast Out, yep. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, there it is. Um, Let me just get to this. Beer it's a flavored stout. Um, so this is uh, one of Founders Barrel Aged Beers that is a yearly release, and it's pretty popular. Um, um, yeah, it's actually still on shelves right now. Uh, yeah, this one is even the seventeen. Uh, so, they have yeah. it just in sitting the, on the shelves at Divine right now. In the past, I recall these were difficult. Like you had to get ridiculously quick. difficult to get. But then now it seems like maybe they've they're gotten making a little more bigger. Of them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's available more widely than it used to be, but it's still a pretty well uh, liked and well sought stout. Then it comes out once a year. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, usually towards the end of the year. I want to say it's like October. That seems right to me. Yeah, yeah, so we got a couple more months before 18 comes out. Yeah. Um, so you want me to read this? Should I just read this? If you want to, yeah, man. I'm what not. we've got here is an imperial stout with a massive amount of coffee and chocolates. Then Chocolate. cave-aged in oak, burb- oak bourbon barrels for an entire year to make sure wonderful bourbon undertones come through in the final oak finish. Uh, <laughs> makes your taste buds squeal with delight. I feel like I should have been reading that more Kentucky accented the whole time. Yeah, that was, you you kind of you kind of you kind of screwed the pooch on I that did. one. Do you um, want me to try again, or did I miss it? I, I kind of do, just because I want the Kentucky to come right. through. I know our I know our listeners are Kentucky's like, dirty south. They they keep telling us to stop doing voices. Yeah, but. well now you're getting it twice. <laughs> what we've got here is an imperial stout brewed with massive amounts of coffee and chocolates. Then cave aged in oak bourbon barrels yeah. for an entire year to make sure the wonderful bourbon undertones come through in the finish. You tell. Makes your taste buds squeal with the light. Oh yeah. I was trying to channel like uh, my Leonardo in Django. Like uh, that's who I was. Your candy man? Yeah, that's who I pictured as like the accent. Not that I want anything to do with what that he was, was about. Like, 
I, hey, no. But his voice in that was like perfectly Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like that was like Dirty South that he had. Um, All right. So, yeah, uh, this is style 33B. Uh, those on the beer. Uh, so while I'm talking about this, Rick, if you want to uh, give the folks on the beer cam a little treat and have them. But more importantly, give me a little treat by pouring some of that in there. All right. Uh, I'll so treat them to treating you. Well, I mean, that works, too. All right, so uh, this style is intended for beer aged in wood with added alcohol character from previous use of the barrel. Bourbon barrel or other similar beers should be entered here. So overall impression, we're looking for a harmonious blend of the base beer style with characteristics from aging in contact with wood, including alcoholic uh, products previously in contact with the wood. The best examples will be smooth, flavorful, well-balanced, and well-aged. Heck yes. Oh, you know what? What's up? All right, next week we'll or yeah, I don't know. I have a I have two bottles of our previous uh, barrel aged homebrew. Oh yeah, we should probably grab one of those too for the final episode. We probably should. Uh, yeah. All right, we'll do that just for just for funsies. I just I literally good. just remembered I had that. It's three years or four years old at this point. Nice. It's got some age on it. Did you pop uh, what like what the ABV on this is? Um, I think it's 10%, 10 and a half. That'll do her. It's up on the neck of the bottle. It doesn't make any sense, but I believe it's up there. No. Oh, it was on. Oh, that's on the bomber that it is. Oh, yeah, it's not on here at all. Uh, Founders KBS 2017 ABV 12.3. Whoa. Okie doke. Good thing we're uh, drinking that. Oh, they're doing a coffee variant this year. Really? They may have done that last year, too, but, but I don't remember seeing that. Hmm. Kind of excited for that. That sounds cool. That sounds real good. I will get some. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, just, well, we'll talk about this when we're doing other things. Sir, would you like to hit on aroma? I would love to. Um, aroma varies with base style. A low to moderate wood or oak-based aroma is usually present. Other aromatics often include a low to moderate vanilla, caramel, toffee, toast, or a cocoa character, uh, as well as any aromatics associated with alcohol, distilled spirits, spirits, wine, etc. Previously stored in the wood, uh, the added alcohol character should be smooth and balanced, not hot. Some background oxidation character is optional, and can take on a pleasant sherry-like character and not be papery or cardboard-like. So this is Sniff. maple, Ooh. bacon, bourbon, breakfast. Little, little bit of like it's like chocolate chip pancakes. Like it is like that. I would say that. Oh perfect. man, it is. Oh, it's making me shiver. It's it's been a hot minute since I've had a barrel-aged stout. And I was like, I don't know if I need that. Yes, yes, I do. It's been, well, I mean, we haven't been really doing any of these since winter. I know. Like, oh. I haven't been hitting these up anywhere because it's summer now. But, dang. Well, and ones like these are hard to find. Like, well, unless they're still sitting on the goddamn shelf. I'm going to have to go buy a bunch of these off the shelf. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, That's like, I mean, nice. you get you get you get a little bit of like boozy heat in there, yep. but uh, that's that's with the bourbon characters. You get those vanilla notes, those like toasted marshmallow, 
Yeah, toasted marshmallows in there, real good. Uh, and then, like, this one has a lot of maple. It has Darn, a so lot much of chocolate. Maple. It's like a, a little bit of vanilla. It's like you got, like, a nice glass of bourbon sitting next to your chocolate pancake smothered in syrup. No, it's like they took your bourbon and then just poured it on top of your pancake. With your, with your maple syrup. You know what it is? It's like uh, those Reese's commercials. <laughs> <laughs> you got your bourbon in my pancake. You got your pancake in my bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> It is like that. That's exactly what it is. All right. Uh, Appearance. Varies with the base style, often darker than the unadulterated uh, base beer style, particularly if whiskey bourbon barrels are used. Beers aged in wine barrels or other products with distinctive colors may also impart a color to the finished beer. Black. All right. If we hold this one up to the patented beer light. Yeah, no, she's black. It's black. (laughs) You ain't getting nothing through there. Just as it's jet black as the other one. Like, it's, you got, you have black with a coffee colored head. Like. Yep. Yeah, those of you who can see this on the the beer yep. can. And those of you who can't, I will explain it. Well, I'm just, I like, color. I just th- show a quick oh, example yeah, yep, to yep. them. Like, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it on, on beer cam that people can't see. But. And it's some beautiful lacing, like. No, it's definitely, it's a nice looking beer too. It's right. dark. Do you want to take us into the important bit here? Let's talk about the important bit, the flavor. Flavor, flavor. Varies with base style. Wood usually contributes a woody or oaky flavor. Other flavors that are typically present include vanilla from vanillin in the wood, caramel, butterscotch, toasted bread or almonds from toasted wood, coffee, chocolate cocoa from charred wood or bourbon casks, and alcohol flavors from the products previously stored in the wood. The wood and or other cask-derived flavors should be balanced, supportive, and noticeable, but should not overpower the base beer style. Some background oxidation character is optional, although this should take on a pleasant sherry-like character and not be papery or cardboard-like. All right. Let's check it out. Uh, yeah, no, so it's, uh, the first thing I get is I get, I get marshmallow and, uh, like, maple. Like, it's marshmallow and maple right up front, uh, and then that falls into, like, this nice, like, chocolate booze. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, like, chocolate, vanilla, and bourbon, like, just kind of all melded together. Um, and then it finishes pretty clean, like, with just this nice, smooth finish. Mine is more like maple, 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 maple up front, and then like supporting marshmallow, and then chocolate, like dark chocolate in the middle with like some booziness, but some definite like vanilla notes in there too, like you said, and then maple finish into like pretty cleaned up yep. finish there is a lot of heat to this beer it is it i is mean at almost 13 percent, you expect it it should be <laughs> uh but you don't mind it like this is this is a beer that you sip kind of like a bourbon you yeah. don't dive into i have a feeling we're gonna be sipping on this all night probably uh we're gonna have to get new sample glasses yeah for we the next should episode. we should not slam this no because <laughs> there won't be a third episode then and there really needs to be because you move next week yeah 
<laughs> yeah, so it's very good. Ooh, gosh, that's good. It makes me tingly in my naughty bits. Um, <laughs> I was about, like, I, my mouth was open because I was about to say me too, but then you went naughty bits, and I was going to say, like, my arms and, like, my throat, <laughs> like, where the alcohol hits. And so then I just didn't know, I couldn't. I hung out with Eric way too much when I was learning how to drink these beers. <laughs> And that comes through anytime I'm doing barrel-aged bourbons, or uh, like stouts, bourbon the, barrel-aged the, the stouts. The Tom Segura quote always comes to me when something like that happens, where he poses the question to the crowd, has somebody ever asked you something so profoundly stupid that your brain has to reset? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Like, yeah, but that wasn't profoundly stupid. No, but but in that same vein, like something that surprised you so much, so much that you're just like, like, you're uh, just, uh, uh. like I was about to agree, and then you went a totally different direction than I thought I you t- were. I took it a bridge too far. <laughs> like I was about to be like, me too. Like I totally see how you're feeling. That I'm validated in your also feeling the tingliness of the throat. Oh, dong. Um, well, not me. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, no, the flavor on this is incredible. It is. Uh, and I've had a lot of really good, uh, like, bourbon barrel-aged beers, or even, like, rum barrel-aged or anything like that. Yeah, it's definitely this a This is a style that practice. lends to creativity. It does. It really does. All it's right. a good practice. Keep it up, everyone. Uh, varies with, or so mouthfeel, uh, varies with base style, again. Uh, wood can add tannins to the beer depending on the age of the cask. Tannins can lead to additional stringency, which should never be high, or simply a fuller mouthfeel. Usually exhibits additional alcohol warming. Higher alcohol levels should not result in hot beers. Aged, smooth flavors are most desirable. Tart or acidic characters should be low to none. So you want this to be like the Lando Calrissian of beer. A little older, but smooth. I have no idea what that reference is. Oh, that's right. You've never seen Star Wars. Uh, Yeah, I've seen one of them. Like I said, you've never seen Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) I think I saw episode two. Yeah, yeah. Two and five. (laughs) I've seen two of them. Okay, yeah, so five has Lando. I don't remember. He's the one black dude in space. Oh, oh, the black guy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry about Billy D. Yeah. I mean, Billy he is. Billy D. Williams. Oh, no, he is, he's the only one in space. Well, actually, now there's more, which is nice. That is nice. But, uh, actually. I've seen the new one, too. Yeah. Not the new, new one, but. Okay. I have the new, new one, if you want to borrow it. Or actually, it's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. All right. You want to you dive into some history on this watch one? Watch it, but I will. Uh, a traditional production method that is rarely used by major breweries and usually only with specialty products, like KBS. Quite popular with modern American craft breweries looking for new distinctive products. Oak cask and barrels are traditional, although other wood can be used. Um, so with something like this, you can put it on wood chips too, can't you? Uh, yeah, so uh, that'd be like kind of the less authentic way to. Well, do so it. we can we can uh, yeah we might as well dive into that here. Um, I was gonna do that when we started talking about recipe, but so uh, you can use like 
wood chips. You can buy wood chips, toasted wood chips. And then if you want, looking for a specific uh, booze character, you can soak them in that mm-hmm. for a couple of days just so they get completely absorbed and then toss that in your beer. It, it doubles as, you know, a uh, sanitizing agent. Right. Uh, or you can do kind of what we did. And uh, there's a few distilleries out there that sell five-gallon uh, empty or, like, used bourbon barrels. Like the littler ones. Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, so perfect for doing a five-gallon batch. And you can use them, you know, six, seven times. Uh, and then once you've gotten your use out of them, you can sour the hell out of them and uh, throw some lambics in there. And age <laughs> those for a couple of years. <laughs> So I mean, you you can get your money's out of your money's worth out of them, and they're only like uh, I think I paid with shipping. It was like 120 bucks for this one. Yeah, which isn't terrible. That's not too bad. No, uh, for the kind of beer that you can get out of them, it's pretty good. Uh, ours came from uh, Balcones, Balcones in Texas. I want. I think it's Balcones. Okay, yeah, Balcones in sure. Texas. Uh, they make corn whiskey. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's a little fun fact. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to go purchase a barrel. No, you don't. Yeah, you can, use the, you can use the wood chips and you're going to get pretty much the same character. And But I guess one of the big things that we talked about previously off air a couple like months ago was uh, considering that you have more surface area. Yep. So you don't need as much time. Yeah, yeah. So even if you're using the barrel... What you want to do is you want to taste it regularly. So you put it in and then uh, like a week later you taste it. And if it's nowhere near what you want, you uh, you let it go another week and then you taste it. But as soon as it gets close to what you want, you start tasting it every day. Just a sample, figure out if it needs another day or not. Right. And w- when it's where you want it, you have to pull it out of there right away. Because it's going to keep leaching that, that like, delicious, uh, like, toasted wood character yeah. and the bourbon out of the barrel. And then you'll end up too far yep. if you just let it go. Yeah. And then what you do is as soon as you pull it out, you just... And this is the word. Like, I just did this the other day because, like, I bought ours a couple weeks ago and I need to make sure the staves stay soaked. Mm-hmm. Is you buy a bottle of bourbon and you... Dump it into the barrel. And you don't drink it. Well, and you just rotate it. <laughs> and you don't drink the bourbon, and you look at it go into the barrel. Yeah. But <laughs> on the bright side, when you're emptying the bourbon out of the barrel, you can do it in a container, into a container, uh-huh. and you can attempt to drink that. Yeah. Like... So, I mean, you don't lose... It's still alcohol. Right. Like, and sometimes it's better. Like, my dad is into this thing now where he buys bourbons, or no, so his buddy uh, buys bourbons and then puts them into his own little bourbon cask, or his oh. own little, like, like, virgin oak cask to get more oaky. Huh. And I'm like, and my dad's like, yeah, I kind of want to buy one of those casks. Like, but like, they're, it's one of these, like, hipster shops that is selling, like, a liter cask. For like $300. Oh, good God. I'm like, Dad, get a mason jar and some wood chips. There you go. Like, <laughs> you like your literally problem. you can do that. That'd yeah. be just fine. Yeah. Or if you want to get really fancy, you get one of those like larger mason jars with a little like 
pour spout on it. Yeah, they make those. Yeah. Yeah. The little water yeah, like dispenser for like ones. 40 bucks. No, they're not that much. I don't know how much they no, are. No, they're like 20. Oh, okay. Yeah, for yeah. like 20 bucks you do that. And then, yeah, you can put your toasted like oak staves or whatever in there. Yeah. Well, and then you're not stuck with one like, hey, I want to do cherry wood on this one. There you or go. Or I want to do... Um, mesquite. Or try French oak. Or... Yeah, there you go. You could do a whole bunch of stuff. I want to cut yeah. up some pallet wood and put it in there. Well, that'd be weird. I don't think you should, but I, no. you could. That's what I'm saying. It's just pine, isn't it? Like treated pine, even. That yeah. might kill you. No, I'm not saying you should. I never said you should. I'm just saying you could. Okay, yeah. Please do not put, <laughs> do not put, like reclaimed pallet wood in I've your booze. I've just been working a lot with pallet wood, like building furniture for our new place, and it just popped into my head. So I, I you shouldn't. But no, because it, it could honestly straight up kill you. It, yeah, it might. Yeah, so don't. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing you know, it. So you can't, is what we're saying. The official BNS stance is you cannot put pallet wood in your beer. The official BNS stance is you should not. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, whatever. I mean, you're the president. You make the official ruling, so. I don't want you that. Like, that's the one thing that fucking kills us <laughs> is some motherfuckers like, well, they said I could just put this vodka and pallet wood together and get a Woody character. No, you can't do that. <laughs> and if you do, and it's it not our fault because we said you can't. Exactly. So there you go. Now you're catching on. <laughs> yeah. Don't put like treated wood in your beer. All right. Put food grade wood in your beer. Are we on comments now? Yeah. All right. Uh, the base beer style should be apparent. The uh, wood based character should be evident, but not so dominant as to unbalance the beer. The intensity of the wood based flavors is based on the contact time with the wood, the age, condition, previous usage of the barrel, and the type of wood. Basically, there's a lot of variables here. Yeah, kind of uh, what we were just talking yeah, about. Alcoholic like, products you need to watch oh, for. Yeah, alcoholic products previously stored in the wood should be evident, but should not be so dominant as to unbalance the beer. Rick, I'm gonna need your help with this one. Yeah, I was gonna help. I All was right. getting ready. Okay. This category should not be used for base styles where barrel aging is a fundamental requirement for the style. E.g., really red, lambic, etc. Special wood aged wild ales should be entered in the wild specialty style. We did a good job with that. We kept cadence pretty yep. well with each other. Fuck. <laughs> so Thomas in the chat's like, I can use pallet wood with my vodka to get pallet jacked. <laughs> God damn it, Thomas. <laughs> well. <laughs> I love puns. It just, I don't know. I feel like we're done now. Like, we just close the studio. Like, <laughs> all right. Uh, you want to dive into some characteristic ingredients? I don't know if I want to follow up that joke. <laughs> but yes, characteristic ingredients varies with base style, aged in wooden casks or barrels previously used to store alcohol. Such beer. as whiskey, bourbon, port, cherry, Madeira, Madeira, uh, Madeira, 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 Madeira. No, Madeira, Madeira, Madeira. wine, etc. Yep. <laughs> Fuller body, 
high, fuller bodied, higher gravity based styles often are used since they can best stand up to the additional flavors. Although experimentation is encouraged. Ooh, encouraged. Go ahead and put your cream ale in there. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for your input. Uh, Let me talk about some entry instructions. This is a special category we don't always get, so let's talk about it. Ooh, I get a revile statistics, though. (laughs) That sounds good. (laughs) The entrant must... Specify the additional alcohol character with the information about the barrel, if relevant, to finish the flavor profile. Or to the finished flavored profile. The entrant must, must specify the base style. The base style can either be a classic BJCP style, i.e. a named subcategory. Obviously, man. Whatever. Or maybe a generic type of beer, such as porter, brown, or brown ale. If an unusual wood or ingredient has been used. The entrant must. Oh, sorry, I missed it. I was so excited. I know. I, I fucked up. If an unusual wood or ingredient has been used, the entrant must, must supply a brief description of the sensory aspects the ingredient adds to the beer. Ingredients adds to. The- so if you throw wormwood in there. Or pallet wood. Or pallet wood. Be like, yes, this adds a construction site aspect to the beer. And it uh, adds hospitalization later. (laughs) (laughs) I had a wee straight up poison this beer for you. (laughs) And then... It's one way to get a low score. But then the BJCP judges should be like, okay, well, we're glad that it was pointed out. And we'll judge it according to that. Well, it does taste poisoned. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would not blame them if they didn't taste it. All right. <laughs> vital statistics! <laughs> vital statistics! I can't... <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> vital statistics. OG. Varies with base style. Typically above average. FG. Varies with base style. ABV. Varies with base style. Typically above average. IBUs. Varies with base style. SRM. Varies with base style, often darker than the unadulterated base style. It all varies. It was a lot of fun. Whatever you want to do. Commercial examples. So this this is fun, because these are some really good beers. These are some very good beers. Um, Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout, which is the one that we have here. Um, Then we have... Goose Island Bourbon County Stout, another good beer. Uh, yeah, well, everything except for I believe it was 2016, where all the bottles were goddamn infected. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I've had the the non-infected. Ones. Yeah, and it tastes like marshmallows and toffee. Oh, I had a 2016 that wasn't infected too, because it was. Only- oh yeah, no, that one was super custardy. Yeah. Yeah. It was only like a, a percentage of the bottles that were infected, yep. um, and it was super good. The one, I mean, not being infected anyway. Uh, J.W. Lee's Harvest Ale in Port. Sherry. It, it keeps going. J.W. Harvest Lee's Ale in Port. Sherry. Lagavulin Whiskey or uh, Calvados oh. Casks. Oh, that's, that's all one. See, if they're going to separate. They, yeah, no, they need to use semicolons. Yeah, they should use semicolons because they separate everything else with commas and well, they, they, they used a whole bunch of Oxford in commas in there and it's just a whole thing. Yeah. The Lost Abbey Angels Share Ale 
many microbreweries have specialty beers served only on premise, often directly from the cask. Uh, fun fact: a lot of like smaller, uh, like local breweries now, they're doing their tours, and you know how like usually like if you end up paying for a tour, you get like a few pours or whatever. Now they're also doing like cask draws as part of the Ooh. thing. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yep. And uh, Hop and Barrel does a cask draw night where, like, it's like a barrel age night once a month where you can show up and like they just take samples out of the casks. Nice. Yeah, I want to go there to that. It's kind of do fun. that. All right. Um. So I'm thinking, and I like. I like me, it when let, you do that. Let me know if this is totally off base. I kind of just want to take our imperial stout recipe. Yeah. And throw it into a barrel. I don't think that's off base. Okay. That was a good Imperial stuff. It was very good. And we still have age versions of it so we can do side by side. And I like it when we can do side by side. I like that. All right. Uh, so that is 12 pounds of two row, two pounds of flaked oats, two pounds of C60, two pounds of C20, half a pound of chocolate, and half a pound of black patent with two ounces of Warrior at 60 minutes and fermented with 1056 to give us an OG of 1095. Uh, so we're shooting for about a, uh, well, once we put it in the barrel and pull it out, it's going to be about 10% ABV. I like so it. about 3% less than this, and I'm fine with that. There is a potential where if I can get some maple syrup, we could probably maple it a little bit. Yeah, we could. Uh, kind of get that breakfast out thing going. We already got the oats. I like that. I don't think we need the coffee. But yeah, it's just some maple and some, like, some maple in there with the bourbon might be good. We've got a good amount of, And it might be one of those things where we bottle it without it, and then we keg it with a little bit of maple so we can do that a little bit. Yeah, that could happen. See if we can do some variant with it. I mean, we've got a good amount of maple syrup folks around our area, so... Yep, well, and I have a hookup through uh, the guys who do maple syrup for Pitchfork. Oh, there you go. So, and they they have some really good grade B maple syrup, which is what you want for uh, beers like this. We're almost at an hour. I don't think I should go into a maple syrup tirade. Probably shouldn't. (laughs) But uh, I will just say, if you're going to put maple syrup in your beer, get the grade B, not the uh, not the stuff that you're going to use for syrup, because that has a lot more simple sugars. The grade B has a lot more of the long chain, so you're going to maintain more maple character Makes sense. in your beer. Makes a lot of sense. Yes. I like that. All right. So we should probably wrap up. Probably should. This is a long episode of Homebrew Bound. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh Thanks for, you know, tuning into this episode. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and choose an email at feedback at blindnerstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnerstudios. Follow us on Twitter at blindnerscorenninja. And you can see us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash blindnerstudios every Monday, or Sunday and Monday for the Partner of Defense and Legends of Lostos, respectively. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Yep. All right. Uh, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.